Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Johnny, this is Ed Barrett at Tri-State Life and Casualty in New York. Oh, hi, Ed. How are you? A little sick at the moment. Oh, what's the matter? I was planning to go up to the fishing lodge of a friend of mine over the weekend, Tommy Hargrave. Oh, but now you've had to call it off, and brother, I know exactly how you feel. Oh, Johnny, I don't think you do. Look, Ed, I'm a fisherman myself, and when something interferes with going... What was that? I just received word that Tommy had a car accident up there. Car rolled over on him. He was killed instantly. Oh, I'm sorry, Ed. Yeah. And company policy being what it is, since he carried seventy thousand in insurance, double indemnity. Since there was an accident involved. Well, I got to order the usual investigation. Yeah, sure, I see. Who's the beneficiary? His wife, Mary. They uh, they get along all right? No, as a matter of fact. Now, now, look, Johnny, don't get any crazy ideas. Just go on up there and help her all you can. Oh, sure, sure. Sure, Ed. place is called Shadow Hill, and there's a little town of Bethel. New York? Yeah, up in Sullivan County. The police department is a man named Skinner. Police? If everything's okay? It was Skinner who called me, that's all. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, Ed, I'm on my way. And uh, if I dig up anything... Johnny, I assure you that everything's all right about this one. Oh, sure. Sure. You say that as though you don't believe it. <laughs> Just my suspicious mind showing, I guess. Forget it. Hmm. Bob Bailey in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Tri-State Life and Casualty Insurance Company, New York, New York. 
Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the gruesome spectacle matter. Expense account item one, 620, fare and incidentals, Hartford to New York. Item two, 50 bucks deposit on a rental car. I swung north, crossed the George Washington Bridge, then picked up Highway 17 through Goshen with its famous racetrack. Through the summer resort town of Monticello, then past White Lake, a good fishing spot, to the little town of Bethel. It really isn't much more than a crossroads, a couple of filling stations, a general store and post office, and Emmer's Hotel, where I parked my bag. Shadow Hill, however, turned out to be a beautiful summer lodge sitting high above the edge of a nearby private lake. From the highway, I could see the narrow winding road that led from the lodge down to the lake shore. I could also see the spot where a car had apparently taken a corner too quickly, skidded and rolled over to where it lay on its side. Then, shortly after pulling off the highway, I could see something else. Another car, just short of where the accident had occurred. It was half hidden in a clump of trees that bordered the road. And as I slowly pulled up to it, a man suddenly jumped out and leveled an old 30-30 rifle at me. Stop right there. Don't come any closer. Oh, well, now, just a minute, mister. Who are you? What are you doing around here? Stranger, eh? Yeah, I guess you'd call me a stranger, but look, you... Then maybe you're the stranger I'm looking for. Get out of that car with your hands up over your head. And don't try no funny business. Hey, what is this, a holdup? Do like I tell you to. Be quick about it. Okay, whatever you say. <clears throat> come on, come on. I like change. Seem to this door doesn't seem to want to. <sighs> you trying to pull some trick? No. Open I... that door. Well, it's stuck. I can't. Right here. I'll do it. Now then. Thanks. Here. Yeah, now I'll take the gun. Oh, no, you won't. <clears throat> All right. Now. No. All right, up on your feet. Now, just. Two minutes, son. Turn around. Go on, go on, turn around. You just look here, son. You just take it easy, old man. And remember, I have the gun now. Uh, I'll lock you up for this. That's what I'll do. You what? Yes, sir. Interfering with the law this way. The law? You? That's right. See? Here's my badge. See? Oh. Okay, then. Look, Mr. Skinner. Uh, you look, you young... How do you know my name? You are Mr. Skinner, aren't you? Well, sure I am. Amos Skinner. Only it's Chief Skinner to you. Police Chief Skinner. And if you think you're going to get away with this, you... What's your idea? Oh, Chief, it looks like you're just the man I came to see. Eh? Only, maybe you'd better have your gun back. Here. Well, all right. All right, now, you... You just put your hands up and... Say, now... Just a doggone minute. Who are you? Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar? That's what you said? That's right. The Johnny Dollar? I'm an insurance investigator. Well, praise be the bitch. Well, I might have known there was someone like you, the way you outsmarted me. Banging the car door against me that way. Oh, I'm sorry about that, Chief. Well, Johnny, I'm, I'm real proud to meet you. And believe me, son, I'm... I'm just mighty glad you're here. Oh? Why do you say that? Uh, just you look here, Johnny, over the edge of this road. Look. You see it down there, that car? Is that the car in which Mr. Thomas Hargrave was killed? Oh, you know about that. That's what I came here to investigate. Well, all right, then. Now, you listen here to me, Johnny. Well? I'm the one that telephoned down to Mr. Hargrave's insurance company down to New York. So I understood. I did it as a favor to Mary. 
Yancey's wife. On account of she was so broke up and all. Never did like her, but she was, well, she was pretty upset. Very considerate of you, Chief. And I told the insurance company just what I told everybody else. That Tommy Hargrave took this turn in the road too fast. Uh, you see the turn right above here? Yeah, that's a sharp one. Well, he took this turn too fast and skidded off the side, and the car went over and pinned him underneath it, and that was that. Killed him. Wow. Well, all right. Now, Johnny, I just come over here from old Doc Walton's. It was down to Doc that I took Tommy's body yesterday just after it happened. And you know why I come back here? Well, I can think of one good reason. Yeah. From something you just told me. Yeah. And from what I can see of the car down there. Yeah, well, it was because I suddenly started thinking, how could a man who knows this road so well ever make the mistake of... Hey, what were you going to say? Well, Chief, that car was coming down the road, uh, down from the lodge, wasn't it? That's right. That means he made a left-hand turn right here. Correct. The car went off the road, fell on its side, and leaned right where you landed, right where you see it, right on top of Tommy Hargrove. That car is a sedan. Yeah, that's right. And even from here, I can see that the windows are all closed, except for the one next to the driver's seat. Correct. But now... And it's obvious it didn't roll completely over. No, sir. It just flipped over on its side and slid down there. And yet you say that Tommy Hargrave's body was under it. That's right. Under the right side of the car where we practically had to dig it up. Hey? Uh-huh. Can you tell me how he could have fallen under that side of the car, windows closed? Johnny. Yeah. Tommy was murdered. That's what. And the car pushed over on him to make it look like an accident. And, and Johnny, you proved it. A couple of other things you've got to prove, Chief. Hey, Like what? Who murdered him? And why? Act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. And now, act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and the gruesome spectacle matter. <laughs> Tell me this. When and how did you learn of this so-called accident that killed Tommy Hargrave? Well, from Mary, his wife. Oh? It was like this, Johnny. I was sitting down at Bob and Ernie's. And Who are Bob and Ernie? Well, they run that mobile gas station down the highway you pass on the way. Oh, go on. Well, we were just sitting there talking about the Hamiltonian and all the... What do you mean, the Hamiltonian? Well, you know, the big harness race that run down the Goshen every year. Oh, yeah. Why, it's world famous. Bigger than the Kentucky Derby. Yes, I know. Well, go on. Well, we was talking about how much money Barney Marson has made taking bets on those races, and we... we oh, chief. Well, you mean you have a bookie here in Bethel? Well, now, Jack... And that you, as chief of police, condone such goings-on? Well, now, we... Oh, I'm surprised at you, chief. Oh, well, it's just a little sort of harmless betting at all. Oh, sure. Every man's entitled to a little... Well, you know how it is. Yeah, I sure do. Now, let's get back to the subject. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, like I say, we were sitting there talking, and we seen Mary Hargrave driving by on her way back from New York, where she'd gone to do some shopping that day. She wasn't here when it happened? Well, no, sir. She couldn't have been. You're sure? Well, like I told you, she was in New York. 
Anyhow, she drove on up here, saw what had happened, and drove right back to tell us at the gas station. We came up here, dug Tommy's body out from under, took it down to Doc Walton's office, and that was it. How carefully have you inspected that car down there? Well, that's what I was about to do when you come. All right, come on. Let's take a look at it. Why, sure. Sure. Have you any way of proving Mary Hargrave was actually in New York? Well, no, I guess not. Hey, look here, Chief. Huh? Keys are still in the ignition. But the ignition's turned off. You're right, Johnny, you're right. This car wasn't rid over the side of the road. It was pushed. Here, let's see if we can get this door open. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you... Now, let's see if some of this... Yeah, very good. Well, what are you doing with that handful of dust? Well, it's not very professional, but some of this fine dust ought to bring out any fingerprints on the steering wheel. Oh, yeah. No prints there that I can see. Oh, you're right. Chief, this wheel has been carefully wiped off. So whoever did it. Hmm. Huh? What'd you find? Hmm. Did Tommy Hargrave wear glasses, spectacles? Tommy? No, sir. What? Come on, Chief. First thing I want is a look at his body. Uh, Doc Walton should say... That's right. Then let's go. Well, as a matter of fact, it was I who suggested to Amos, to Chief Skinner, I should say, that he go back and have another look at that car, Mr. Dollar. Just why, Dr. Walton? Uh, because a couple of things about this body made me, well, made me wonder. Look here. The way the clothes are torn, as though he'd had some kind of a struggle... Uh, scratches and contusions on his hands. But more important, here. Yeah? Here at the base of the skull, this mark. Up where that car is, there are no rocks, no stones, no anything that could make a mark like this. And uh, there's another on the face below the eye. You know what that looks like to me, Doctor? Oh, what's that? A mark from the butt of a thirty-eight automatic. And I've seen plenty of them. I bet you, Johnny, you're right. Then that would indicate Hargrave was murdered. And the car pushed over on him to make it look like... Yes, sir. And Johnny and me found a few other things around that car that would indicate the same thing. Doctor, I understand Tommy Hargrave did not wear glasses. No, not that I know of. Of course, Mary, his wife... She wears them? Yes, she does. Can't do without them. What kind? Well, just regular tortoise shell, you know. Something... Something like these, maybe? Well, I don't know. Granted, one lens is smashed and part of the frame is broken, but is this the kind she wore? Yes, Mr. Dollar, I'd say so. Of course, a great many Johnny, people... surely you don't think his own wife... They didn't get along too well, did they? Well, no, but after all, when any couple's been married 10, 11 years... Also, she just happens to be the beneficiary of his sizable insurance policy. Good heavens, Mr. Dollar. Yeah, I think we'd better pay a little visit to Mrs. Mary Hargrave. Dollar in a moment. And now, Act Three of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar and the Gruesome Spectacle Matter. The three of us, Dr. Walton, Police Chief Amos Skinner, and I drove up to the lodge outside the little town of Bethel, New York, to see why Mrs. Mary Hargrave had killed her husband. Made it look like a car accident. That is, if she did it. 
And what little evidence we had pointed right straight at her. The obvious fact the car had been pushed over on him after he was killed. The marks showing he'd struggled for his life had been struck with the butt of a pistol. The fact he and his wife hadn't got along too well, that she was his beneficiary. And finally, there were the glasses I'd found in the car. Betsy, I wonder if she found out you were here, Johnny, and has flew the coop. Isn't that her car in the yard? Oh, uh, yes, Mr. Dollar, tis. All right, then. If she is here, well, sir, I'll arrest her right on the spot. No, no, let me handle this. But, Johnny... I said we... please, let me handle this. Yes? Oh, Dr. Walton, and Chief Skinner. That's right. And this here is Mr. Johnny Dollar. Oh, yes, Mr. Dollar. Mr. Barrett at the insurance company phoned that you'd be here. Won't you come in? Well, Surely. Thank you. I'm sorry to have been so slow in answering the door, but I seem to have mislaid a pair of my glasses. Yeah, that, Johnny. I'm blind as a bat without them. Won't you all sit down? Thank you. Yes, thank you, Johnny. I've been using an old pair of steel rims with an old prescription, but they look so terrible. I when, to... uh, when did you lose your glasses? Oh, I... I must have mislaid them a couple of days ago. Ha! Now, what do you mean by that, Amos? You know very well what I mean. Um, you, you don't seem terribly upset about your husband's uh, death, Mrs. Hargrave. Why should I, Mr. Dollar? We haven't been exactly getting along for years. All he seemed to care about was his fishing and betting on the horses day after day. Oh? Uh-huh. I never did care about spending every summer up in this stodgy little town with all its stodgy people and... Uh, well... Oh, I didn't mean you, Dr. Walton. Oh, yes, thank you. The first thing I'll do when I collect the insurance is sell this place and go back to the city where my friends are. There's just some excitement. And... Dollar, are those... Are those my glasses you have there? Are they? Well, they, they look like mine. Only what happened to them? Well, sure, they are hers, Johnny. What? No, no, Dollar. No, I don't think they are. Uh, uh, let me have them, please. Sure. Here. What's going on here? Johnny, we're just wasting time. No, 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 wait. These can't be hers. I should have realized. Sure, they Gentlemen, are. please. I've seen your glasses, Mary, many times. Uh, very thick at the edges, very thin in the center of the lens. Well, isn't this pair... Well, this lens, the one that's still intact, bears no resemblance to yours at all. Oh. No, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait. Listen, Mrs. Hargrave. Will, will somebody... Please tell me what... Well, listen, will you... You say your husband was always playing the horses. Yes, of course he was. But do you mind telling me what Even that... Even while he was up here? Yes, all the time. Mr. Dollar, I don't see what you're driving at. Well, I sure don't. Brother, this is probably the wildest hunch I've ever had. What? Mrs. Hargrave, did your husband owe a lot of money on his betting? Owe a lot? I should say not. Just the opposite. He's been going around for nearly two weeks boasting about the big killing he made. If he ever collected... Doctor, let me have those glasses. Oh, yes. Look, here, this little mark inside the temple. Oh, that's the mark of the optometrist over in Monticello. Here, you see? The same mark as in mine. Yeah, okay. Now, just sit tight, the three of you. Oh? Now, Mr. Dollar. Now, you look here now. And Amos, don't try arresting anybody while I'm gone. It might make you look a little foolish when I get back. Back from where, Dollar? I'll see you all later. Well, that's really just about all there is to this case. Oh, 
Except, of course, for the fact the optometrist in Monticello had no difficulty at all in matching the glasses I'd found with the prescription of... Yeah, you guessed it. They had belonged to the bookie Chief Skin had told me about, Barney Martin. Of course, Barney wanted to put up a fight when we faced him with the facts. But then he couldn't seem to explain the various and sundry bruises he was carrying around until we reminded him of the fight he'd had with Tommy Hargrave. Yeah, he'd killed him and pushed the car over on top of him. The reason for it all? Simple. Tommy had won a cool $25,000 from him, had threatened to put him out of business if he didn't pay, which he couldn't. So, Barney killed him and tried to fake the accident. And you know something? I have a sneaking suspicion Chief Amos Skinner isn't going to stand for any bookies operating in Bethel, New York from here on out. Oh, and Mary Hargrave found the glasses she'd mislaid. Expense account total, including mileage on the rental car and the trip back to Hartford, $148 even. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. will return in just a moment. Now, here's our star to tell you about next week's story. Next week? Well, listen, I promise you the most unusual case and some of the most unexpected people you ever... Well, join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Starring Bob Bailey, originates in Hollywood and is written, produced, and directed by Jack Johnstone. Heard in our cast were Virginia Gregg, Harry Bartell, Junius Matthews, and Joe Kern. Be sure to join us next week, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. This is Dan Coverly speaking. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.